Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, March 29th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, you were on the way back from Arizona to Cleveland uh, yesterday as the Guardians were taking it on the chin once again uh, in surprise Arizona against Kansas City. The uh, Royals trotted out pretty much what's going to look like their uh, opening day lineup. And the Guardians sent uh, a bunch of minor league pitchers and uh, non-roster invitees to the mound. Uh, it went about as well as you could expect. Yeah, it certainly looked that way, Joe. 19-9. to nine, uh, Royals hit the fit for the home run cycle, what, in the first three innings? Um, uh, and Cleveland uh, still uh, banged out 17 hits by themselves so right. it was it was a lot it was a it was a good day to be a hitter in in the desert I guess right and uh from from what I could gather from uh listening to Hammy's broadcast uh, it wasn't like these were wind aided home runs these were uh these were muscled out uh, uh out over the uh the left field wall and speaking of the left field wall uh the, the guy playing in front of it for Cleveland was Ahmed Rosario uh first game in left field uh for Cleveland and after playing most of uh, spring training at shortstop. So once again, we get another move for Rosario, but this time he sort of knew it was coming. Tito had prepared him uh, at the beginning of training camp and, and said, you know, this is something that we were going to try and do. And uh, so we're going to see a little bit more of a med Rosario in the outfield. And, and he certainly seemed a little more prepared for the move this time around. Yeah, I think so, Joe, they taught, they told him early in camp. I mean, at the start of camp that, you know, they might be uh, moving him to left field and uh, he'd get some action there. And, and I guess it depends. You know, I, I always thought they did that because, you know, they had a deal in the works for a shortstop, but uh, it didn't, it didn't pan out that way. Uh, but he's still going to play some uh, left field. Uh, and, and I still don't know the, the exact plan, how this is going to be divided up. I would, I would be willing to bet he's probably there you know, they're going to be their regular shortstop, you know, a month into the season, but we'll have to see how this plays out. Right. And, it, you know, it might just be that they're hedging their bets in terms of whether or not a, a guy like uh, Andres Jimenez can carry over what he's doing in spring training uh, that that's making him a viable option there at, at short uh, early in the season. Uh, because as we'll get to, uh, you know, they did send Gabriel Arias down 
he was he was so far their best hitter in camp, uh, and they they sent him to AAA. Uh, once again, he's going to open the season there. Well, uh, Tito told him, you know, hey, go go down to AAA and, and basically uh, kick the door in, make us have to put you on the roster, uh, and and maybe that's in anticipation of something like that actually happening. Yeah, you know that was a uh, you know it was a I, I was kind of surprised that they sent him down yesterday. Uh, you know, we had just got off our podcast talking about what what how great he looked, and you know we both thought he had, might have a shot at, at making the final you know twenty six or twenty eight man roster, um, but they wanted him to go down to Columbus uh, where you know he kind of did everything you could have asked of a guy last season, you know, leading the team in hits and in RBIs and OPS and a bunch of other categories. And he's just had a, just a great spring here uh, in, uh, in, in Arizona, you know, he's played second. He's played, I think he's played some third. I think he may have played a little short. Um, you know, he's hitting over almost 600, had a hit in every game. He played in seven games and just really looked uh, kind of calm, cool and collected. And, you know, they like, they love the way he, he sprays the ball around. And uh, he's got a great arm, as we talked about yesterday. And so we'll see. You know, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, what spot he finally ends up at when he gets when he gets to Cleveland. Part of the problem here is you've got guys like Ernie Clement and Owen Miller and Yu Chang uh, and Jimenez, like we talked about, who all had experience at the major league level last year. Uh, and, and, you know, I think every one of those guys was sort of up and down uh, at times last year. Uh, but the experience that they gained at the end of the season uh, and, and throughout the really the, the course of the year uh, has made them come into camp a little more confident. And, and they're hitting the ball over the ballpark as well. Uh, you can't really go by the statistics of, uh, you know, spring training and the, this shortened uh, Cactus League season and all that. But. All of those guys have really, you know, put them in, put themselves in position to at least get a look, and they're all blocking areas from coming up. I think if one or two of them were were really struggling, you, you might, you know, have room to put areas on the roster. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's a, that's an interesting point. You, you look at the numbers. Miller's hitting four seventy four. Uh, Jimenez is hitting three eighty five. Clement is hitting five sixty three. Uh, you know, so, you know, they're all like, uh, you know, putting the bat on the ball um, and, uh, you know, they're having good springs. And like you said, they've got a little bit of a track record, not a long one, but, you know, they kind of have uh, some some success in the big leagues or they at least they have some time in the big leagues. So, you know, I think they still got to sort those guys out. Who, you know, if Rosario, who's who is, uh, you know, is is Jimenez a shortstop when when Rosario's in left field? Uh, you know, where does, who's going to play second base? Is it going to be Mil, uh, Miller or Chang or, or Clement? You know, do all four of those guys make the 28-man roster? Yeah, that's uh, with the expansion to, to 28 uh, on the roster for opening day, that, that does kind of help at least one or two of them. Uh, but we'll, we'll see uh, if, if that happens. We just know that Arias will open with Columbus. And if, you know, if something goes right or with for him or or wrong for one of the other guys uh, he could be up rather quickly uh in uh with the big league club uh we're we're talking about like the 40-man roster the the 11 guys that they added in november 
the the only one that's gonna that looks like he could make the the opening day roster might be Stephen Kwan, the outfielder. Yeah, you know, Kwan is you know has has been impressive. He's hitting, I think, 430, 438, you know, right in this spring. Uh, you know, has really kind of you know shown that ability to put the bat on the ball, doesn't strike out a lot. He always, you know, he's in fact, he's got a great on base percentage. He, you know, he, he's a lot like Carlos Santana when Santana first came up and, uh, you know, he walks more than he strikes out. He's, you know, he's not a real big guy, Joe. He's like five, five, eight, five, nine. But last year he's, he's, he started driving the ball. He has a big leg kick, you know, really good eye hand coordination. And uh, he's going to be an interesting guy because he's made some nice plays in center field. And I think he can play left and, and right field as well. Yeah. And, you know, you might want, you might see him out there a little bit more in, in maybe right field. Uh, if, if they're going to try and give uh, Rosario some time out there and left Rosario and left. Uh, interesting. Obviously everybody knows the story. His first uh, um, outing out there in spring training last year with Shane Bieber on the mound, he commits three pretty costly errors and, you know, nine runs or something like that for uh uh, you know, one, one earned run, uh, nine runs given up by Shane Bieber in that outing, uh, mostly because of the Rosario errors in center, but, you know, he, he stuck with it. He played a little bit, uh, through the first two months of the season in, in center field. Uh, I found it interesting, 123 innings he played in center and he had 26 chances and didn't have an error. So all of the you know, the worry and everything, you know, he didn't commit an error. There might've been some balls that he didn't get to, or that he, he played, you know, and wasn't assessed an error on, but, you know, weren't the right plays. But for the most part, he didn't, you know, necessarily directly cost the Indians much uh, last season as, as their center fielder. Yeah. you know, he, you could tell he was, you know, on the job training, Joe. I mean, there were some plays that, you know, balls that got hit over his head. There were some wrong routes taken, but he didn't make those egregious errors like he did that first game against uh, the Angels, that first exhibition game. And, you know, Naylor wasn't playing right field most of the time. I don't think and scaring to be jabbers out of him by coming over like Naylor does. I think that was part of the, re you know, half the reason he, he dropped those three balls against the Angels because, you know, you hear – Naylor thundering over from right field. So, and, and you're never played center field before. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I think, you know, I, I like the idea of keeping his bat in the lineup wherever they can. Yeah. They kind of need it. Yeah. He did hit a, a solo home run yesterday. Uh, one of three for the guardians. So uh, definitely want to keep his bat in the lineup as much as possible. Uh, you mentioned Naylor. Uh, Naylor should be in the lineup at some point today. Uh, it's a possibility, uh, Francona said, uh, him making his Cactus League uh, debut in a uh, in an, uh, an A game. I guess he's he's on the varsity now uh, yeah, after yeah. the uh, the long road back after the the broken leg, the scary injury uh, that he suffered in June. Uh, what do we expect out of Naylor today? Well, you know that's going to be a great. Uh, it's going to be great to watch. Uh, great to find out. You know he's played uh, as far as I know two minor league games four innings each. He's played, you know, four innings in right field. He's had a couple chances, handled them. He's, he says his leg is feeling fine. You know, the fractured uh, right leg and the ankle, um, you know, that he, he did last year. And uh, we'll just have to see, I think, 
you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be kind of touch and go for him as far as making the opening day roster, but I don't think he's that far away, Joe, as long as he, you know, gets through, you know, this, these last 10 days of spring training. And then I would imagine, you know, he'll go to, maybe he'll go to Columbus. Maybe he'll stay there and extended spring and get some more time in, but uh, you know, we, we could see him, you know, Maybe, you know, in May, maybe. I, I'm not sure, but I'm, they're going to be very, very careful with him. Yeah, I, I, I think he, it would be wise to maybe not bring him back to Cleveland in late April, early May, when, uh, uh, you know, it, the weather might not be uh, all that great the first couple of uh, home games there. You, you definitely don't want to have him. Uh, you know, maybe he joins the club on that Southern California uh, swing at the end of the month. Uh, you know, the chances are the weather will be nice out there. I, I just, my bones just ache just thinking about trying to play baseball in, uh, you know, 40 degree weather. So uh, definitely not something you want to do with a guy who's, who's recovering from major uh, leg and ankle surgery like that. Uh, let's talk for a minute about uh, a problem that I don't think uh, a lot of people realize the, the Guardians are going to have here with this roster. And that, that involves the, the backup catcher situation. Yeah, the injury to Luke Maley, uh, it's a hamstring. It's a couple of weeks. Uh, don't expect him to, you know, really be ready uh, or, 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 you know, to be able to, to go that, that first couple of weeks of uh, the regular season. But if he's close enough, what do you do? Do you create a 40-man roster spot and have to, you know, expose one of your, uh, your younger players to, to waivers uh, and to add Sandy Leone to the roster? Or do you go with Brian Lavastida, who's already on the 40-man, and, you know, you wouldn't have to expose him to waivers, but you'd have to accelerate his timetable, maybe uh, calling him up a, a little earlier than, than you necessarily wanted to. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, they've uh, Lavastida's played, like, I think, maybe eight games at AAA. Um, you know, and they put so much value on, on the catching, you know, the defensive – aspect of calling the game uh and this guy you know he he can you know lavastita can swing the bat but i think he's more you know he's still you know learning that craft behind the, the plate I, I don't think you want to play austin hedges every day you know every game in april so it, it's it's an interesting dilemma uh you know i just just me i would think they try to find a spot for 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 leon sandy leon they know him He's, he's an experienced guy. Uh, they trust the staff with him. Uh, and, but I, you know, how do you do that? And one way would be to uh, move Luke Maley to the 60 day DL, but then you're losing a guy that, you know, really probably is going to be healthy, you know, long before that. Right. Yeah. And it, that's, that's the thing is uh, you could make the argument, the hamstring injury takes, uh, you know, even when you think you're ready to go with a hamstring injury, you could still, you know, it wouldn't hurt you to, to wait another week. So, you know, waiting that amount of time with Luke Maley wouldn't be a, a problem. It's just uh, where do you get that uh, that roster spot? It's it's tough. Uh, Lavastida, you're right. Seven games at AAA, eight games at AAA. It's it's not enough. The more I think about this, the more I, you know, sort of ponder it. it you have to put. Leon on the roster at some, in some way you have to figure out a way to do it yeah and and you know the, and this is you know this is a product and uh, you know Chris Antonetti admitted it the other day you know of, of putting 11 guys that have not played in the big leagues 
on the roster at the, on the 40 man at the same time, you know, you don't want to lose those guys, you know, and, and yes, you can, you know, you, they could option La Vestita to, uh, you know, triple A or wherever they option them to, but, um, um, you know, he's still on the 40 man. He's still occupying a spot. So he's somewhere, somehow you've got to uh, create a spot, you know, and uh, you know, they had what they had a bunch of guys, uh, you know, that they, there were seven guys that they, uh, that were eligible for arbitration. And, um, you know, they, they reached deals with all of them. And, but those necessarily, and <clears throat> those, those contracts aren't guaranteed until opening day. So mm-hmm. there could be a move in that area, unless the two sides, you know, agreed that the, uh, that, the, that the salary they agreed to without going to a, a hearing was guaranteed. So, you know, that, that, that's, you know, so that's something to keep an eye on too. Yeah. You're talking, I, I would assume you're talking about Bradley Zimmer or something like that. Who's uh, you know, looking at 1.3 million was the, uh, the agreed to arbitration price. So uh, it was, is, is Mercado pre-arb or is he? Oh no. Yeah. I, I, I made that. I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Mercado's, Mercado's pre-arb. Arbitration. He was, he's out of options. So. Right. So he's pretty much on the roster unless you, unless you totally cut him loose. All right. Well, let's uh, look forward to today's matchup. Uh, Brandon Woodruff going for Milwaukee. Cal Quantrill going to take the mound for uh, Cleveland. His second start. Expect him to go about what? What three innings for for Cal? Yeah, uh, these guys. Uh, the second time around, they've all been going three, three plus innings. You know, I think that that would be you know fifty to sixty pitches. I think, or you know, like forty-five to fifty pitches. I think that would be you know, a good target. It was Woodruff. Who, who's the Milwaukee pitcher that threw the, oh, it was Burns. That was Burns. No yeah. last season, right? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. You just got to worry about uh, Brandon Woodruff, who's, you know, pretty good as yeah, well. Yeah, he's just as good. So. I was going to say, it's uh, it's pick your poison, uh, I guess. Uh, all right, looking forward to that. Uh, twins signed Chris Archer. Uh, looks like he's recovering from uh, thoracic outlet syndrome, but uh, if, if he's Chris Archer, who pitched a few years ago, you know, maybe that's, uh, you know, something for them to sort of bank on coming off the injured list later on down the line. Uh, again, they're still making moves. They still need to add pitching. Uh, that's uh, all the moves that they've made. They still lack pitching. Yeah, that's, that's going to be kind of a, a weakness for them. You know, they did add Sonny Gray from the Reds. They uh, added Dylan Bundy, uh, Bundy as a free agent before the uh, lockout. But they're still they're still scrambling in that rotation. All right, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We will uh, join you tomorrow. I think we might have a, a mystery guest involved uh, tomorrow, so uh, tune back in for that. Uh, looking forward to it, Hoinsey. We'll uh, check it out then. All right, Joe.